Welcome to episode 160 of the Wrongdoings Podcast. Today's topic is... Video games in all formats, shapes, sizes and content. Excellent. What do you think of abacuses? <laughs> they were amazing. Have you ever actually used one? Yes. In anger? <laughs> As a child, to yes. Ac- actually to calculate something. Learning, learning ad- I learned adding on, a can- on an abacus, yes. And do you think it was useful for yes, doing Yes, very much so, because it's a visual representation of the numbers that you have direct, tangible control over. See, I'm trying to teach Judith um, addition, mm-hmm. and she's finding it difficult to I draw. suggest an abacus. That may be the case. I th- I'm, genuine, I'm, I'm not kidding. I, my parents had an abacus, and I because you have a ta- you're physically in contact with the things you're counting, which just makes mm. so you've got that tactile sense, which is really helpful, and that movement of motion. And it's yeah, I think it's a really helpful. Well, we have to such a problem in, in, in especially in the way we uh, English names of numbers and things like that, with ordinality and cardinality. So it's so easy to mix up the number line and counting and digits on the number line and okay. things like that. And it's just it's confusing. You say two plus two is. But no, you just said there's two plus two Y's, and it just gets very unpleasant. I mean, we've kind of done it in a slightly hopscotchy way. Mm-hmm. I, I, we start at zero, which is a sellotape, and we jump onto the sellotape, and oh, then we right. jump forward two steps, and I say, let's go back four, and go one, go back to one, back to zero, and oh, now I've got to go to minus one. Oh, minus that, two. I think maybe you're confusing matters by trying to introduce negative numbers, which and then, I think more adults than not in this country don't understand. And then we jump to back to the zero, and I say, now let's go to the imaginary numbers, and I jump to the side to, uh, to, <laughs> to imagine, <laughs> wow. the imaginary numbers. Wow. Yeah. So you, I, I think you should draw a hopscotch in chalk on your back garden, or which has numbers a square root of minus one on the, as, as on yeah, the block. Exactly. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but I, I hopscotch would be a great way to learn sums. Yeah, and I suspect that's why it is. Maybe I think we've stumbled on its deep, dark, <laughs> dirty heuristic hopscotch. secret. Hopscotch, yeah. you tricked me. Did you ever skip? Yes, as a boy. Yes. See, at my school rope. in America, boys and girls were allowed to skip together. Ah. Which I don't think is allowed in this country, is it? No, I think mean, you're intermediately shipped off to a scared straight camp. Yeah. If that happens. Is that a real thing, scared straight camp? <laughs> scared straight is a real thing, yes, in America. That phrase is a real thing. Yes. yes, yes. Scared straight. Scared straight, I believe. So I... not even trying to make it cuddled straight or... That's right. Or, or persuaded... Well, let's to... just Google it right now. We've got oh, the Oh, yeah, because your laptop's not going to break while you type. Well, it's recording on yours as well. Can I have some cocoa-dusted almonds while you're um, typing that, please? They are nice, which is Walgreens' own brand as well. Nice. Tell. Okay, well, I'm going to have one. Two, I think. Okay. Scared Straight is a 1978 documentary directed by Arnold Shapiro, narrated by Peter Falk, narrated by Colombo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sus- subject of the documentary is a group of juvenile delinquents and their three-hour sessions with actual convicts. Ah, you see, it wasn't about homosexuality. There you go. So you were, you were saying that America would have something and you lied. They have... Camps for sending your gay child to. to get I thought that was all going. Um, gay. Basically, America was becoming all right. That was in the bag. Mm. I thought me. America was coming all right with the gays at the moment. Well, more and more gay marriage, less and less resistance to it. I thought that Mozilla story was just an extraordinary kind of watershed moment for planet Earth. I was upset about it. I knew. I know, and I can see why, and I can sympathise. However, as much as it may have been unfair. It was an extraordinary... Shall I fire you from rock, paper, shotgun for being a Christian and giving money to Christian charities? Shall I do that? Do you yes. want me to do that? Do you? Okay. Mm-hmm. You're fired. Thanks. And I'm getting a lesbian atheist to take over your place. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. So, but 
This is what's so interesting about that moment. I'm going to fire you from this podcast as well. <laughs> okay. Because uh, you, do, you don't represent the values of the Rum Doings brand. The inclusivity of Rum Doings is, is being affected by your eschatological beliefs. <laughs> you see the problem? Yeah, I do see that. No, 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 and I don't disagree. And I, and I knew that's, that's the position of course, you were taking. The second that Eichmann, whatever his name was, um, actually reflected his beliefs in Mozilla and started affecting um, the employees mm-hmm. or... Or, or the policy of the project, yeah, kick, kick him out yeah. quicker than your foot can attach to his um, scared straight ass. But, <laughs> but until then, I think we are in dangerous territory if we're prosecuting people for politics. It wasn't prosecuted, but well, I, I agree. Firing someone. I agree. However. However. Isn't it interesting that that's, that's the case? It's not, you know, it, what, a decade ago it could have been the other, exact other way around? It's that quick. It's that big of a turnaround. Yeah, and I think I do agree that it's interesting that there's been a turnaround. And mm-hmm. It's turned around to a degree in the body politic and in the society's base tolerance. It has not turned around, I would suggest, in the playground, though. That's interesting. I'd love to I would know. imagine that children still call each other gay, each but, other, but are they called... batty, batty boy, and all that. Are especially they... well, when you've got certain That's only in your, in your big cities, big no, because there Poor is a big place. problem Batty with boy. well, there is a big problem with, of course, um, Caribbean culture, which is mm-hmm. substantially homophobic, and mm-hmm. that is that is seen as the corollary of that is that's also a cool culture to emulate. We don't allow them in Bath. Okay, well, so the southwest that's not really a problem. No, but the, the I wonder whether gay in school is uh, oh, it's a pejorative. No, no, definitely. But I wonder whether they're putting that e on the end. I don't. I wonder whether because what's interesting is uh, some of the lectures I went well, to. Well, do you think about, boys can come out as gay and not have a problem? Oh at school gosh, no, no, no. I just I don't think that at all. Mm. Um, but I wonder whether the pejorative use of the word is becoming increasingly detached from the subject. Oh, you think so? I think so. I, a, well, bit, a bit like somebody calling somebody a flid today. They'd have no idea mm-hmm. what thalidomide was. Yeah. And, uh, but but I, I'm not saying that as I know that. I'm just... This is my... Well, I would like this to my so, but li- I thought that it was going to be one of the longest um, durating of the prejudices. But, well, I think there is... I think teenagers are, home, are homophobic. Hmm. This is my experience of having done youth work with teenagers, both secular and, and yeah, faith-based teenagers. I have no doubt they there are. There is an intrinsic homophobia you need to teach out of them. It almost seems to come with a... I think it's... I, I almost think that it, it goes back a very long time to society. And the more I've read about it, actually, it may have to do with the same thing that leads to kosher laws and things like that. It's to do with a, a fear of microbial infection that... In, that basically becomes reflected in a societal so something right. that became was a contingent thing for a specific society then is turned into morality and it's the same thing uh, that, eating, also... uncooked, eating pig meat caused people illness and those mm-hmm. who ate it were therefore who died were therefore being punished by God mm-hmm. therefore it's a sin and this is another sin and there's a guy called John Durant who wrote something called the Paleo Manifesto and he's a mid-libertarian so I don't particularly like his politics mm-hmm. but he wrote a very interesting chapter called Moses the Microbiologist oh, yeah. and he actually, nice. he actually looks at every single one of the, the uh, of the Vatican laws yes, yeah. and shows how it's based on an, uh, a, a hunter-gatherer or a nomadic society mm-hmm. having to come to terms with agriculture and then the city. And this, and, yeah, and this and, is and, by no means revelationary, revelationary ideas. No, but what was good is he went through all of them and sort of said, look, it's to do with, it's to do with 
prevention of infections to do with mm-hmm. stopping for you know the whole thing of banishing a leper and all that kind of thing and you have to burn down the house and the washing the hands you know, yeah, yeah. obsession with burning the furniture if you had a period yeah. while you sat on it these yeah. are all extremely good safe being scared of bodily fluids yeah. and all when that. you yeah. live in when you now, live literally in the desert for 40 years yeah. is a good habit yeah and and once we've run out of when when the antibiotics stop working we'll have to do them all again <laughs> this is true so the gays well, will have to be punished once antibiotics have finished will we stone them to death yeah, and uh, stone all gays to death when penicillin stops working. Is that a deal? Yeah, deal. Okay. <laughs> Flung an elastic band at you, quite yeah. by mistake. Yeah. Didn't ping it though, just no, it didn't more ping. gently toss it. I felt that was a sign from God. Um, the, the, other, fact- so, so I the w- other factor with teenagers is sociological. There's a, as a teenager, there's a desperate desire for, ironically enough, homogenization. Of course. So, this desire to, to be abnormal in any sense. So, when you have. When you know one in ten people are gay, that's that's too few. There you go. So by one in one by, in two, that would be te- all right. Yeah, by teenage sociological law, being gay automatically makes you different, and being different is the worst thing imaginable. Yeah. And so therefore, it, from that comes a prejudice as well. Uh, yeah, and I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Um, uh, so you have the society, the hangover of the ancient societal prejudice, combined mm-hmm. with not enough people are or will admit to it, and therefore yeah. it's um, not normal. Yeah. And also. Um, Heteronormal uh, society prevents, pre- presents so many heroes that are not gay. Yes, indeed. We think of one gay act- action hero. Yeah, name one gay action hero. Go on. No, I don't know of any. Actually, it's a bit uh, that. That's I, I'm not one for your sort of. Oh, everybody's got to be representative and represented uh, tokenistically in every medium. And if there's a game that shows a lady who's being nasty, that's evil. I'm not. No, nor am I. I I'm not. I'm, I don't agree with you on that. I one. don't know, nor do I. How, however, the fact that there's been no gay action hero troubles me, and I think there should be one. And indeed, it should almost, almost no female action heroes. I it think should um, be, it should. No, that doesn't matter. No? I don't think that matters as much. Why? Um, <laughs> that, why not? I don't think it matters as much because I don't think it would be as subversive as a gay action hero in the way that, I care about no teenagers. teenagers it doesn't matter. Teenagers will accept the archetype of a tomboy much more than they would accept the archetype of a. But you don't gay need to be a tomboy. If you look at like, I think I can only think of Lara Croft and her or the her off of gladiators. Buffy, who oh yeah, to Buffy, be in that. Buffy doesn't exist. Buffy's a good example. Buffy's good. a very good example. Um, who's that, that glad, American gladiator who went on to be in the Soderbergh action movie? Yes. She's good too. I've forgotten her name. And I think there will always be more male action heroes because that's more of a male thing to be, isn't it? <sighs> more testosterone means yeah, you be more yeah, reckless. Why yeah. not? So, so you, you don't believe in any essential gender differences of course at I all? Do. Of course I do, but I have testosterone and I've never felt the need to jump from a moving truck. Why did you do that today then? I didn't Oh, you that. fell. I was I tripped and then... <laughs> a tomboy I, pushed you I off. I saw a very pretty hat and I wanted to get it before it was the sale finished. Um, Why haven't you ever wanted to jump from a truck? I just uh, I don't. My Although, point actually, being, it's, being male it's doesn't make you an action hero. I wonder whether it would. Point. No, but I wonder whether it would. If, if Laura, in as much as let's say, if Laura were threatened right. violently, if suddenly you become a male action hero and you imagine so, and you start acting like a caveman, I hope so. With, I do with drag her by her hair back to my cave all the time. Yes, it's just I, it's. Inter- I don't know. I don't know how um, the near thin. The either the gender roles 
or our suggestion that there aren't gender roles to that degree is I don't know we haven't no. done the we haven't done the uh, Mad Max experiment yet where we see <laughs> what happens when we don't have hot and cold running water and laws. This is why I think one of the biggest priorities for human science is to cause a chaotic um, apocalypse we need spare humans we need disposable humans we can do proper experiments that was the what was that the island you remember the the the, uh, sci-fi from the island no where people were basically being bred in order to provide livers and kidneys well I was thinking you could maybe use like one of the crappy religions like maybe the Jews yeah they would do and you could maybe get their twins and you could experiment on yeah. each one, get a doctor to do it. Yes. Yes. This is, it's, this is, it's interesting how eugenics is actually, the, it's almost like the, the zenith of science is, is eugenics, isn't it? It's the, perf, it's the perfection of science. There's nothing wrong with eugenics. The only problem with eugenics is nobody can decide who gets to live and who gets to die. Um, nothing wrong with eugenics. That's the title of this episode. <laughs> well, but I guess... <laughs> Yes, the interesting thing, Mar- uh, a great uh, w- women's liberator, feminist icon in a sense, Marie Stopes, who started the first abortion clinics and fought mm-hmm. for the rights of reproductive rights of women. She, the reason she did that is was she was a eugenicist and wanted the um, underclass to um, wipe themselves out. <laughs> that was the beginning of the pro-abortion movement. Yeah, yeah, and it's worked very well in America as well. So apparently, the, so they say if you read uh, Freakonomics, Freakonomics yes. you know, the reason that... <laughs> A lot of crime stuff is that bad people have killed their babies for us before they become naughty criminals. So, again, as we talked in the last podcast, there are some very uncomfortable and discomforting things to discuss in this realm. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't like eugenics in as much as... (laughs) It's very intolerant. In in as much as, you know, um, I I suspect I would have come a bit of a cropper (laughs) of it. But on the other hand, we, we as a society massively believe in eugenics and that we, yeah. we love to abort children who have Down syndrome. That's right. That's why we opted out of having the test. We want, we want to kill as many disabled people as possible. Mm-hmm. And let's not deny that. That's, that is a liberal, liberated policy. Let's kill disabled people as early as we can so that they will eventually be wiped out. Now, sadly for Cyan, Victoria's made this point. No, you can't say it because many disabilities you can't detect in the yeah. room. And therefore, they only become... Uh, contingent upon people but actually no that's, you're just making a utilitarian point there yeah. again where we can we get rid of it as soon as possible and that's why on a, it was on that you know the Downs test because we just had that for a few weeks ago for the 12 week scan we were told do you want to test for this and we said we went back and forth a lot and we discussed it with you well, well. I explained you were wrong it is indeed um, and in the end the strongest argument against for me was that was it's, a, it's an adoption it's, it's an acceptance of a eugenics no it's not because I well, gave you the reason the reason that we were my primary reason we wanted it was okay if it's likely if yeah. it's more likely that it's going to have Down syndrome then I'm going to be on the internet learning the hell out of Down syndrome for the next six months and I'm, also there are groups that you can join yeah, with other parents who are in the same Probabilistic Unless you're position. willing to take the further test, no, I'm not taking. Then not you've got a one in 150, and what a waste of time that is. Well, one in 150 is worth a Google search. It's worth a Google. I mean, you're on sabbatical. You wouldn't have taken a day <laughs> off to learn about Down syndrome. <laughs> but one in 150 means it's still so incredibly unlikely. In fact, the chances of a miscarriage taking place are, are about higher. the same. No, are higher. Oh, it's one in 100. Chance, yes. Yeah, than the, than the risk you're eliminating. Mm. It's it's um yeah it's it's, like statins. It's, <laughs> so it's and so I was on that in the in the end putting my mind at rest, lost to adopting a system of yeah. Yes. But in the end, there was a bit of a um, 
It was well, a bit of a spoiler. Yeah, indeed. The lady did say, oh, look, it's very thin around the back of the neck. The so, nuclear fold was thin. Yeah, so, it's, so. so it is actually probably one in 36,000 or probably. something anyway. Yes. Yeah. Lazy baby. We actually, were going to talk about it, but we didn't. Well, it's, 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 yeah, it's also... Thi- this is the thing um, that Laura pointed out, and it's a kind of theory I've run with, and it really makes sense in my head, that when we, we had an, eight week, an emergency eight-week scan, as everyone As does, everybody does, yes. Um, it's called the standard emergency The standard eight-week emergency eight-week scan. And they showed us a... You know, at that point, they showed us a kidney bean with a... Do you, did you ever, in biology, look at aphids down a microscope? Yeah, the fluffy... You know, how they're translucent, they have that feathery, fluffy heart thing. And the fluttery was, kidney bean, who pretty cares? much what we saw, a fluttery kidney bean. But the fluttery was amazing. We saw the fluttery in there before yeah. baby was alive. And of course, at that point, we leapt leagues ahead in our miscarriage statistics. Yeah. Um, and then four weeks later, we had the 12 we weeks... went up the timeline. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, four, weeks later, four weeks later, we had the 12-week scan, at which point we saw a little baby with uh, uh, all the bits and bobs. And um, again, with this crazy old heartbeat going on, um, and I've completely forgotten the point I was making. He, well, so you have to help me. You, you, you saw the kidney bean, and it wasn't that significant. Really. Oh, this is the point. Yes. So at that point, when we hands left, are where when it left, always at. Yes. But when we left the hospital, Laura said, "There's a reason why artists focus so much on getting their hands right." When we left the hospital, Laura said, "The baby's in the hospital," and I realised she's absolutely right. At eight weeks, we went into the hospital and we saw our baby. Mm-hmm. And then at 12 weeks, and I can't wait for 20 weeks when we can go back to the hospital and see our baby again. Yes. And there's this, there's no, it's so abstract. This notion that the baby is in Laura is so difficult to believe. The baby's in the hospital when the lady shows you with the, with the after, toy. After our eight-week eight emergency scare scans. Yes. Um, Your dead baby. Yeah, I became so paranoid that I got, there's this little home ultrasound thing, which is like... <laughs> If you, you plug in earphones and you, you can you can actually find the baby's heartbeat yourself wow how exciting yeah um, I love how mad you are very quick are you sure that's not just Victoria's bowels well it was her her heartbeat's very quick as well if she takes her asthma spray you know she takes all her steroids um, mm-hmm. constantly but yes that uh, it it surprises people when you hear how quick the baby's heart oh, yes, is initially. Yes. And they, oh my goodness, it's got tachycardia. No, that's a baby. 180 or something is like it? that. Gosh, an awful lot. Um, yes, yeah, so it's very difficult to believe that Laura's pregnant. It feels like the Laura at the hospital's pregnant, but Laura at home. Yeah, hospital Laura is pregnant. Yes, Laura at home. And the home Laura, you know, it's still too early for a bump. And well, yeah, but Laura tells, tells me that she's also lost some weight since yes, she became pregnant because of her diet. Yeah, and, she's and she'll only start right. putting it on in a, in, in a month or two. Um, so, yeah, so it doesn't really, nothing's. You know, nothing's really changed except except she's a bit yes. moody. Oh, she's just a bit tired. Is the main thing. Yeah, so tiredness is the is the primary thing. And she also has hilarious levels, hilarious moments of just being really upset about something, which I know you you encountered as well. Yeah, Victoria went to see a film, and I think Miley Cyrus is in the film, and she burst into tears. I would cry too because Miley if Cyrus I was made to go see no, Miley Cyrus. No, but apparently no, it was a trailer. It was a trailer. <laughs> Even better. And Miley Cyrus was being too pretty in the trailer at some point. <laughs> Uh, and so she, so she, so she started crying. <laughs> Pregnant women. <laughs> They're the worst. They shouldn't be allowed to fly a plane. They might uh, suddenly turn left and commit suicide. That's true. Hmm. Yeah. So, so, Wait, yeah. so what's your theory for the missing airplane that's probably been found by the time this podcast goes out? I think he committed suicide. And you think the plane committed suicide? Yeah. Um, there was an ar- argument about oh, well, maybe it was just. Um, Malfunction, but no, it can't be because there's no malfunction that conveniently turns off the transponder, mm-hmm. turns off the ACAR system, uh, but doesn't turn off its pinging, uh, 
but leaves the autopilot and every other bit of electronics on the plane working perfectly well for hours and hours and hours afterwards. So, no. And what about uh, Langoliers? A big part. That's a good joke for anyone who's read slash seen the movie. Uh, It's a novella by Stephen King called The Langoliers or Langoliers. I don't speak to about Stephen King after his evil Twitter (laughs) Twitter enormity. He... um, it's the funny thing is you're not talking about the time that everyone thought he was making a, a massively sexist remark which happened no. weeks before but the Game of Thrones yeah, you don't care he, about sexism as you well know as well we know he yeah. uh, no this is a story about an aeroplane that accidentally gets pulled into yesterday does it? and, uh, and in, in yesterday it's time, a good story is it, do you know the book is actually quite a fun romp the movie that we rented every Saturday night my friends and I when we were teenagers mm-hmm. uh, we would rent a horror movie to watch on a video on a video cassette that you manually typed <laughs> and, um, and we rented the Langoliers or Langoliers and it said on the back of the box 120 minutes and we sat down and about 110 minutes we were thinking this movie's going to wrap up awfully quickly it turned out to be 180 minutes and they typoed the back of the box uh, so just to warn anyone who's buying that v- renting that VHS tape good What's uh, it's, you know it's terrible the film's terrible even though it's got Dean Stockwell in it which means you can shout quantum leap quotes at the screen oh, all the way through and I saw Stephen uh, I, I did read one Stephen King book recently yes. um, and that's the one about the Kennedy shooting oh I've just got that on Audacity I haven't listened to it yet I'm did going, you enjoy it? Yeah, I'm going it's to supposed sp- to be very well researched I'm going to spoil it for you no please don't I'm going spoil to spoil it for, it for you. you I've got it lined up to listen to uh, here's the spoiler he, he basically just did it he shot Kennedy Stop it. <laughs> That's it. There's no, there's no, an alien doesn't suddenly descend. Stop, why would you do that? I've got it, I've just told you, I've just bought it off Audacity. Uh, if you'd have actually read it, that was his whole point in writing it. He says, I just want to write something that it's is what? no conspiracy theory, yes, yes, it's just the story But don't of, you spoiled it. You won't like him afterwards though. Good. You won't, he's not a nice man. Good, stop, shut up. And, Shush. And is then... And then he tries to go to sleep and he what can't... What is wrong with you? And then he tries to go to sleep and he can't go to sleep because the devil has stolen sleep from him, as happens in every single Stephen King novel. That's not true. It does. Needful Things, I read. Did you enjoy Needful Things? I was thinking about I reading it. I read it a it. long time uh, Me too. Ago. I read it as a teenager and I rather enjoyed Needful Things. And it, I didn't like how it ended up just being, oh, the devil's coming Yeah, that was a... Di- that the was devil's cool. coming to town and you sell him your soul and you get stuff. Oh, no, okay, that's, that's original. That's not Dr. how... Dr. Faustus. It's not how it ends up, it's how it's the whole plot of the book. But it's a really... Uh, needful Things, like many of his, is a character study. Not, it doesn't actually matter what the, the story... It's about the characters of Castle Rock. You used to love Stephen When King. I was a teenager, I read... Every, I read Not everyone, but I read an awful lot. But just recently, in the last couple of months, I've been devouring them via Audacity. I've listened to... Um, which is your favourite? Lisey's story, which is very good. Lucy? Lisey's. Who's that? Lisey is a story about a, the wife of an author who has died, and it's about her... It's very, it's, it's way too, it's very bizarre, dream world, magic, nah, it's very interesting, but it's, a, it's about, gr- it's a book about grief and how you move on after a, a spouse dies. Mm-hmm. Um, Planning to do that soon? Well, Depends keep, how moody she gets. Keep that door ajar. Uh-huh, um, what else? Uh, I can go through, oh, The Stand, I listened to the whole of The Stand, because I never read The Stand. What is that? It's his 1970s, um, it was a book so huge they had to print it on Bible paper. All oh, right. Um, and and it, it's a very it's interesting because I listen to the stand and then I listen to Under the Dome and the two books have a lot in common in that they're both thousands above thousand word tomes um, and they're both about taking a huge cast of people and putting them in a in a so the stand is the uh, and a, a a flu virus wipes out ninety percent of ninety five percent of humanity or whatever 
Um, it's about the survivors. Actually, I started Under the Dome, and I found it too tedious and stopped it. Under the Dome is about, again, listen while listening is magic, especially, it's narrated by Raul Esperanza, and he's so good at making, even though it's got a cast of about 50 main characters, he keeps them distinct with different voices. Really very good. Um, and it was interesting, the stand is almost this naive book in it. It's very much like God saves the day, and it's God versus the devil, and God's the goody and everything. Whereas in Under the Dome, it's completely flipped, whereas the Christians are just the vilest people of all and you can see how his, his, his perception of Christianity has changed over the years mm. Desperation which he wrote in the 90s has a very pro-Christian storyline mm. going on it but Under the Dome by that point you should watch the TV show because it's nothing like the book which TV show? Under the Dome oh there's a TV show there's, made one, there's 13 episodes aired last year and there's a new series to start in May and it's awful and just compellingly bad Laura and I love it and we shout Under the Dome whenever anything dramatic happens in our lives now have you been enjoying the game of Thrones series uh, four. I've well, I've only seen the first episode so far. Do you enjoy it? Uh, no, it's boring one. This is the problem with Game of Thrones. There's lots of chess piece moving episodes, um, so I think it's sensible with Game of Thrones to back them all up and watch them in a long row, which I can never have the patience to do because I like it when it's good. I love it so much, mm. so I can't wait to watch them. So um, I say that this is time travel is the reason I haven't watched any more. Um, so that first episode was just a very much a chess piece moving episode it wasn't until the very end when everything gets a bit stabby stabby and it got really good mm-hmm. very excited by the end very good so listen to Duma Key I really like Duma Key it's another Stephen King I've Duma Key through. Duma Key I thought you said Duma which Key. is about an artist who starts doing paintings that are magic in some way it's very cool mm-hmm. and yeah and I'm currently listening to Cell which is awful so don't listen well just I may as well finish it I've got it on Audacity I wouldn't and it's only it. short Mm, give it um, back but it's really silly it's just everyone with a cell phone goes insane oh god that's a Doctor Who plot isn't it? <laughs> it's a Doctor Who plot and also a curmudgeon plot because Stephen yeah. King was, is very anti or, yeah like, he's like very, Stuart Lee he's very slow to take up technology as Stephen King so he crumbles and complains about technology until eventually so he joined Twitter for this year for instance like and Stuart now Lee. seems to love Twitter not like Stuart Lee you just don't understand the jokes no I do Stuart Lee did the ha ha internet nerd but actually I'm being meta as I always am because I can't actually be sincere about anything anymore I'm like this little carapace <laughs> of nothing um but on the other hand, I actually, I don't quite like the internet, which is why I'm not on Twitter and I don't have a blog and so forth. So 11.22.63, that's the next one you've ruined for me, which is 30 hours, 30 hours and 43 minutes you've ruined for In me. In the end, Lee Harvey Oswald did it. I mean, well, I'd be very disappointed <laughs> if that weren't the case. Well, you knew it was. That's why he wrote the damn thing. But shush, spoil Yeah. But again, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a book which is intended for him was meant to be about research, wasn't it? Like, oh, well, he's going to heavily research a subject better than anyone else has. And you know, really go for it, and then do it, make the character interesting. What small pleasure have you enjoyed recently? Um, sitting in, in the in the more warm bath, sitting sets. in the sunshine. Really? Yeah, because having time off. Because you don't like the sun normally, so that's an interesting. Yes, I do change. like the sun. I don't you like being hate hot. The sun. Yes. I like the sun. I don't like being hot, which is why a hot April is a sunny April is the greatest thing on earth. Mm. Sitting in the sun with a good breeze blowing. San Francisco in March was spectacular for this. It's the best mm. time to go to San Francisco because it's twenty three degrees and it won't rudely go above it and it won't rain. Except it's you will be lovely. lying on the corpses of uh, homeless and mad. Well, people. to be fair, walking through Carnaby Street today, it's been no. very similar. So no, you're in terms of people coming up. And no, those, no, those are those are the chuggers. Those are the chuggers. no, no, no. They are not. They are. Um, so it's very much. It's, it's interesting that you, you know, your your puritanical anti. You're a damn damn liar. <laughs> well, that's true, but not in this case. Yes. Actually, no. You don't like lying, do you? You find it a no, bit stressful. I'm, I find it very stressful. I do lie, uh, but I do it very. I do it out, normally by mistake, 
and when it's happened, I normally lie out of... It's easier to lie than to go into the details about the truth, not I'm trying to hide anything or anything like that. And then I realise, oh my goodness, I just said something that isn't true, and then it starts eating at my anxiety, and then I have to confess to the person that what I said wasn't true, and the person didn't care... And, and oh, it's just ludicrous. It's just for me. It's just much easier to tell the truth. Oh, sorry. I just just got a. Text. What's more interesting than my <laughs> meandering nonsense? <laughs> I think we've just found out what school Judy's going to. Oh, exciting! Tell me. Uh, well, no, because Victoria sent me. I can actually say no, school. No, it's Judy, okay. It doesn't matter. There are psychopaths who will go murder. No, Victoria sent me a screenshot of the Barnard website, which says what it is, but she hasn't sent it in high enough resolution. <laughs> so I, I can see the school application stuff, but I can't read it, so I'm now texting back yes. saying, what, what does this pixelated... She's problem? going to... <laughs> Just said elementary. Yeah, well, what I hope is that it's not the school where there were eight separate grammatical errors on the headmaster's yes. welcome page, if you yes, remember, that respond yes. to me. Um, what I hope it is is it's the school that her friend from nursery is going to and is also just down the road from us so she can walk there I can't, it's so odd that you don't get to choose but I understand why but it's, no, you, no they pretend that you can mm-hmm. choose but you can't actually choose yeah. it's, it's like with the NHS and with everything else they like to give the language of the market and of choice but in reality they do it all for you and I hate that because I would rather they actually just said we're not going to let you choose there's no form to fill in this is a school your kid's going to. Yeah. There's no appeal. Screw you. <laughs> Rather than, yeah, there's a parent inclusiveness of but, but actually what they're doing is they're just throwing it at a dartboard anyway because nobody actually gets their choices. So, so what are you going to do the first time a teacher tries to teach Judith cursive? Ha ha. Didn't realise the resolution would be that bad. Yeah, but tell me what the school she is. still not said? Um, <laughs> she's trolling you. Yeah, I'm being trolled by a text message. There you go. So live on the podcast, we learn. Um, do this. Get, does get to go to school. She gets to go to school. Stabbers Academy. That's, that's going to be lovely. Yeah. Cursive. Oh yeah, she'll have one. No, one cursive per, per term. Per term. Yes. Depending on which the teacher is. Mm-hmm. There's a fly teacher will come in and say, No, 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 no. She, no, no. She's, you know, she's left-handed. Oh, so, so she's writing back to front. So oh. it's like if you put it in the mirror, it kind of almost looks at you like J U T. I didn't realise that she was a witch. You see. You know, therefore, I was only joking about eugenics. I would have had her killed, of course, I, uh, as soon as I knew that. Of course, you know, she's a. She's a do you do you have any left handers before she starts killing us? Do you, do you do you sinister? Do you have any left handers in your family? No, no, nope, not would, a one. Well, we don't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh life's going to be difficult for her. Yes, is it? What sport can she do best? Fencing. Oh, baseball. Oh really? Yeah, you lefties in baseball very valuable because they confuse the righties. Yeah, well, you have to. Uh, oftentimes, you'll see um, late in a game, like from five or six innings in, they'll start to they'll bring in relief pitchers for one batter. So if there's a really strong left-handed batter come out, they'll bring a lefty pitcher out to pitch against them for just that bat, and then they'll switch them out and get rid of them and bring a bring back a different pitcher. Bring a different pitcher back in. It's it's the lefty batters can really screw up the other time the other team's pitching staff. So if you've got a strong-handed lefty, so there you go. So switch hitters are even better. A switch hitter, you can just flick to the other hand. That really middles. That really middles. So you want to teach it to be ambidextrous. Do you, do you still like baseball? I do, but I don't have the time or the energy to watch it because it's on at one a.m. So I, follow, I know at one a.m. you rather play something called threes, which I've uh, never heard of. I follow baseball by um, by what Google Now tells me. So every day Google Now reports to me how, by how much the Phillies lost last night. Right. Okay. They lost, I think, against the Braves last night. So. 
But you do have time to play something called threes until three in the morning. I don't, sadly, don't play until three in the what morning. What is this threes? It's just a, uh, a simple puzzle game that's, you, you, you move, you move numbers across the screen to add them up. Okay. And then you win. Do you win? No, you keep going as far as you can, and then you find out you can't get a score anywhere near as high as Jason Trier from uh, from uh, Kotaku, and you get really annoyed by that and start to lose all thing- feelings of self worth. Mm-hmm. It's quite a, it's quite look look it's a little grid of sixteen tiles, and you just you move the everything moves with the screen, and you try so three and three next together will make a six, and then six and six will make a twelve. But the next one coming in will come in where you move them down from, and you don't exactly know which one's coming next, and you have to try to plan ahead. Okay, and it's it's quite sophisticated and fun. Will you stop reading uh, Twitter? No, I, 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 it's, the, it's, it's questions that have been asked. Oh, uh, okay then. I forgive you. Okay. Well, I can just plot tweet deck. That would be a lot easier. Okay. Well, so so what what they what they want to know is, uh, mm-hmm. John, um, will you be doing any hotel reviews on Rondings when you get back from America? I you did actually give them, but you said it was quite nice. It was which splendid. is I've never seen a nice hotel in in San Francisco. Oh, you want to stay at the Clift? Okay, it's a it's a fun place. The, uh, is it the built out of homeless bones. Mm-hmm. Okay, the foyer is, is this massive co- comedy sized chair. Uh-huh. So it's about the seats about yay high, about six, maybe at four foot high. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then and it's all kind of crazy. And inside, my room has had the infinite hall of mirrors, which is fun. Both main walls were all mirror, mm-hmm. so it was barking man. The bed was exquisite. Well, I, we we all saw the bed on your yes, podcast orgy on the on the rock paper shotguns. Yes, um, and uh, they big problem with the cliff. They charge for Wi Fi. They charge a lot, um, and it was going to be in the end. The Wi Fi bill was one hundred and forty dollars by the end of my stay. But you can you can claim that back in your business. Well, I can. I absolutely can. But I, in fact, the business was paying for the whole thing. But I went to the reception. In the last two days, the Wi Fi didn't work, and I went to the receptionist checking out. She said, "Were there any problems?" I said, "Oh, um, the, just the last couple of days, the Wi Fi stopped working. It wasn't too big of a deal because I had my I had a little um, 4G uh, Wi Fi with me, so that that was fine." Um, but I said, "The last." And she goes, "Oh well, well, let me take that off the bill and took the entire charge off. Oh, good, Oof, good, just gone. Good, and the air conditioning was fine. The air conditioning was present." Unlike any British hotel. Was the air conditioning San Francisco at the level required such that Laura would have complained about it? Basically? No, it couldn't. You could, it, it wasn't quite as powerful as I would have liked, but it was good enough. San Francisco, terrible for air-conditioned hotels. You've got to... Uh, yeah. and that, that's my primary... In fact, I once stayed at a hotel in San Francisco that said it had air-conditioning and it didn't. It just had a stupid ceiling fan. Ooh. Which is... So you have to be very careful. So it's not, not a good... That and, and the Seattle, terrible for air-conditioning. Yeah, that's why I don't like the West Coast. Um, but Se- because Seattle is because it has England's weather. And so mm. when it's hot for two weeks in the summer, yeah. there's, there's no... The city's not built to cope with it, just like England isn't. John, what was the name of the headphones you... you they were called sleep. sleep they, they were called, called sleep, sleep phones, phones. and they yeah. came with lavender and woo. They came with a lot of woo and a CD of dreamy music. So what happened? What do you use now? Uh, I, at the moment, I'm just using a regular pair of stringy headphones in in ear headphones. Well, do you put in one ear or both ears? Bo- uh, both. I only put in one ear, and I put my phone into mono mode, and I slide it to the left of the. Um, of, of the channels I didn't even know I could do that with my phone I have, I'm happy with it in both ears they, they, no because I want to lie to and I lie on that ear and it doesn't it doesn't bother me my, I have the best pillow in the world I have this ginormous memory foam pillow do you see mm-hmm. I said ginormous that annoying word that doesn't exist yes I did um, Tom Crasher wants to know what your student years were like well to both of us but you that's heard. a big subject and we've only got 10 seconds left but I'm happy should we talk about our student years no let's talk about that next time let's we won't we flat we out won't. won't do that John so we silly. will because we're going to have Judge Cox go and he's got a lot to talk about in his student years 
That's true. Okay. It'll mostly be slagging off Christians, won't it? Yes. Why? And then somebody asked, why is Ricky Gervais's Derek so terrible? I haven't seen it, so... It's, I think... Apparently he's not being ironic. Yes, exactly. I read that same story, and I think maybe that's the thing. Maybe it isn't terrible, because I watched... I've seen a couple of episodes from the first series, and I found it deeply uncomfortable... And I wonder, and I think it was because I thought he was taking the piss. He's not, no, he clearly is. It's just a sincere representation of a mentally challenged... Yeah, uh, and, and when I heard the interview at the time, he says, no, I think it's... I just want to show somebody who is... He's not, he's not a terrible person, yeah. but he's mentally challenged, and I want to play that properly, and that's the end of it. It's, it's not... So if you feel uncomfortable about it, maybe it's because you hate all mentally challenged people mm-hmm. and you wish they'd been killed before birth. Well, that, that maybe is... that's actually your problem, you Dr. Mengele. I'm Mr. Crick himself. Yeah. And Watson. Is it Watson or Crick? You know, one, only one of them was a eugenicist. One, one of them well, the one one is still alive is a eugenicist. Yes. Yes. A yeah. nasty piece of work. And yet he discovered who you are. Well, let's give more credit to uh, What's the Chops. Jesus. Now, what's her name? Fra- the, uh, Rosalind Franklin. That's not. Oh, you and your lady. Oh, it's always a lady, isn't it? For what? you. You. Let's forget about Jesus. It's Mary. That <laughs> That's Catholicism. Because if, if Mary had a, bar, a hot bath and a tankard of gin, there would be no Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No, but the story of Rosalind Franklin's uh, removal by Watson and Crick is absolutely horrendous. Um, Steve Eustace wants to know whatever happened to the idea of a live event a long time ago. No, they, seem, someone, they seem to be all the rage now. I'd love to do one, but it's just a lot of organisation. Plus, we very lazy. Plus, we also we have no idea. I think where their people would. I think we'd on. easily get thirty people. Thirty people—that's all you need. But I'm just so lazy. Okay, here's here's here it is. If we get thirty separate individuals saying yes, and they have I to would e- turn have up. to email because yeah. it's too easy. Not to Twitter. Do. You actually have to because frankly, if you can't be bothered, not on the tweet to type to type yeah. podcast at rundoings.com, you're not going to be bothered to, to leave your up, basement yeah. and walk into the bright light and. Turn up to wherever we If we, we get are. 30 emails saying that you would be willing to come to a live event... And the emails have to say... In England. And the email has to have, the wor- has to have a word in it. I think just as a shibboleth. Okay. Well, and the word is shibboleth. <laughs> okay. Um, that would be good. Uh, yeah, I, I think... Uh, it's, yes. I'm, I'm sure we would get the people if we organised it, but organising it, hiring a venue, finding a barber. Like, oh my goodness. I'm a busy man with uh, sitting with around and my arse to do... Um, do you, do you feel or worry there's an element of classicism in the enforcing of the grammar of correct English in other languages? Yes, but I don't mind. Um, I think that enforcing useful grammatical yes, rules use- is is something that uh, something that of which I have no problem. <laughs> Anything that removes ambiguity is worth preserving. That's my position. Yes, unless you wish to add ambiguity in a poem, in yeah, which fine, case, absolutely. in which case, do it. But if 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 the language has gifted you with an opportunity of making semantics better for the listener then that's, take... my, that, that, that's my argument and that's, I'm talking more long term than in a yeah. specific, specific piece of writing but if you yes if, if the general principle is, is this, does this grammar remove ambiguity if so it's worth fighting any grammar that I can find that adds uh, redundancy is good now, people say, oh, but you'll know what, well, what we mean anyway. No, yeah, but there'll be fewer redundant layers. Yes, and absolutely. Therefore, and also, um, getting stuff classically grammatically correct, for those who don't care or know about... I yawned in person on the podcast, you didn't shout at me. Sorry, carry on. Am I boring you? There we go. Am I boring you? Yes, carry on. Am I really boring you? I well, can't remember. Maybe I won't bother 
recording this with you anymore if I'm actually boring you. Yeah, I think that's probably for the best. Okay, should this be the last one then? Because I'm yeah. to be boring. Don't Fine. bother emailing about the live episode. <laughs> no. Well, maybe there'll be a live episode and you could just turn up. I'll just do it. It'll be way better. <laughs> a monologue. Imagine. Yeah, it'll be great. John. I'll chat with the audience and we'll have lots of fun. Actually, I mean, if you... If we you won't have to talk about boring video games for Actually, us. no, talk about video games. If you... No, it's the topic. You can't. No, but if you announced a rock, paper, shotgun live, people, oh, yeah. you'd get hundreds of people. I hope so. I'd hope so, yes. So why, why have you never done that? Again, because it would involve a lot of organisation. You could have an RPS mini-conference quite easily, I think. Uh, that was called Rensed for a couple of years. No, but that wasn't yours. You just... We co-chair. We co- yeah, you co-chair. just... You, you just limpeted yourself on somebody else's... No, we weren't... We, they did the hard work, absolutely. But it was... Uh, I was there hosting panels. Well, what happened to it? All sorts. It's changed into something called EGX Rest now, which is, and it's not, not PC only, so therefore it's not a Red so Rock Game dedicated thing. It's more Eurogamer's thing now. Sure, but well, the, we got it. I was to be fair enough, to be fair off. enough, I mean, you know, PCs are declining yeah that's right so. uh, except the game sales which are massively going up but we're not talking about that this bit. whatever happened to actually drinking rum during the show the opening pouring were a lovely ambient sound we'll do oh, I, agree, I do agree that it's sad not to have let's just have the sound of pouring cold coffee that'll help it's not into a glass though that's a foley effect worthy of the arches absolutely Jennifer would you like some coffee <laughs> actually no Jennifer would say that so you know, that, I assume you're just making up a name. Is that, that actually someone from the art? Jennifer Aldridge. Recently, she was bullying her husband into giving her a new expensive kitchen. <laughs> That's not a lie. Do you know, I've just, because I haven't... But another, uh, but another character, a, a teenager, just come out as gay. On the art? On the they already have a gay couple that lives together and are married. My goodness. And now our teenagers come out as gay. And they have a Christian who's married to a Hindu. Uh, the vicar is a Christian. <laughs> the vicar is a black... No, this is the artist. The vicar is a black Christian. Well, that's not that unusual. No, the, yeah, who, is mar- who is married to an unconverted Hindu Indian woman. That seems less likely. So, you know, the artist is a slight, slight bit of naughtiness. <laughs> there you go. And one of the women has an IVF baby that she just got doesn't know who the dad is so you know <gasps> another woman it's become a den of iniquity another woman the archers has moved away to Africa where her South African black her husband has brought up in living in sin with their with their daughter so you know it's almost like it's trying a little too hard I, suddenly. I think I shall avoid taking my newborn child to Ambridge <laughs> yes or oh, Sinbridge as I call <laughs> come on more questions there's one you're not going to want to read out so be careful what does Nick think of Patreon? I think we can discuss that next time because it's a big one. Um, yeah, we won't discuss it. So I think we should just very quickly say that I have often suggested to Nick various different ways that we can mildly monetize uh, rum doings in sense of just saying, look, let's put up a Kickstarter for a tiny amount or let's Patreon it so there's money coming in for each episode. And Nick adamantly refuses to even discuss it. No, I won't. You won't even discuss it, so that's never going to happen, I'm afraid. I think it would be a nice idea because people want to contribute. If any of you, as we said many times, if you've got a million pounds, want to send us a million pounds. A million pounds, that's it, we're done. Come on. Okay, here's a deal, listeners. Here's a deal, Mm -hmm. all right? If any of you win the lottery and Mm -hmm. you win multi million pounds, and we're not talking about winning one and a half million, but if you win, say, 10 million, whatever, Mm -hmm. send us a million quid. A million pounds to us, yes. No, um, I. 
I'm serious. I'm, I'm not serious, kidding. Yeah. Actually, if, if if any of you win the lottery, that's fine. Just send us a million pounds. Yes, and even if you if you got if you there is someone listening who's got vast amounts of money spare that they wouldn't yeah. mind, they wouldn't miss. And if they want to sit, get in touch with us and say, look, I've got a hundred thousand pounds going yeah. spare, and all of a sudden, we would genuinely take that money. But the thing is, and, and you know, it is it is it's sort of it sounds like a joke, but actually, if I were a multimillionaire listening to a podcast, I like to say that I would actually do it. Just oh, it would be my... joyful to exactly. do that. Exactly. Um, I was even thinking, you know, when I listened to this bloody Jesse Thorne character whinging about money, I said, I would love to have <laughs> all the money in the world just to basically match all the trivial things. <laughs> that so cool. Yes. I was thinking about that. Force we... Judge John Hodgman to um, come into my house. <laughs> and judge you. Yeah. I think, and I think, yeah, if just someone wants to pay off our mortgages and change our lives forever in return, to, in return nice. for the 160 episodes of this rubbish we've given you free. I'm not joking. Just do that. So, yeah, so no Patreon, but just that's, but massive, that's, but, large amounts no, but that, of money. But that is my point. I think what's the, it's a utilitarian thing again. What's the point of cheapening yourself for what's dribs and drabs? Um, let's keep ourselves pure mm-hmm. or completely whore ourselves properly. I don't oh, like. But, but, I don't but like this the, is my point. Well, I'm not. I'm not even joking about whoring ourselves. I'm just saying, if someone wants to very generously give us a vast amount of money to change our lives, please you just really, do it. You really think it's possible? Just do it. Yeah, of course it's possible. But in all the students and lab rats, and I teenagers know. That I, to I know that if Positive Internet were bought by uh, Sky, yes. by Rupert Murdoch himself, yes, um, by News Corp, but yeah. and they paid, say. Um, uh, 50 million for yeah. it and you would get your share you'd probably yeah. get a good 10 million out of yeah. that and, and you heard this on a podcast I think you would be very tempted to give that person well, 100,000 pounds I'm very generous in that when when they said the 108 million pounds of the euro millions uh-huh. last week yeah. and I was thinking you know, even though I don't, don't have a ticket I thought last well, week well, even I, taking into time travel it was said, more than I that I said even though I didn't buy a ticket I'm probably going to win this yes. and when I win this I was thinking about who to whom I would dole out millions, and mm-hmm. you were lucky. You you were one of the recipients. Yay! You, I, what well, I would have, no, do you know how I was going to do it? I was going to pay off your mortgage, and you think, oh, that's very nice. And then I would send a million pounds in the post to both of you as well. Oh, to both of you, you mean me and Laura? Well, yeah, because I can't trust that you'll necessarily. I would share. I'd be off. Share it exactly. <laughs> 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 Sally, <laughs> Sally Phillips, look, look. <laughs> There'd be a John-shaped hole in the wall. Yeah. With a burst of a flutter of dollar bills. Exactly. So, um, so yes. That. Let me just see if I somebody see somebody wants me to, wants me to read my nostalgia poem, which we oh, mentioned no. from when I was a kid. Um, and I'm just seeing if I. But so that's my point. I, I know that you or I in the same situation would be delighted to have well, money over, and therefore I believe it could happen. Well, but we've also said very frequently how odd we find it that um, people don't seem to spend their money in ways that would be joyful to us. Mm-hmm. Um, the ultra-rich seem to hoard their money, which is how they became ultra-rich, but they hoard, yeah, it, true. But they hoard their money and always worry about what's spending. What, what, so what, what are the ultra-rich people doing? They're buying lots of empty properties mm-hmm. in London. You think, really? Is that the best you can do? It's sad. When they could just be changing our lives. And you, and you, well, yes, our life. But also anything. You do these, these ridiculous little fundraisers for things. Yes. And, and, oh, we just about reached uh, the £12,000 or anything. Somebody could sneeze that and can the snot would can fall. Can you imagine seeing like a, kickst- a Kickstarter just launched? An indie developer, a, a couple of guys in... in like, well, good example. A couple of guys in Italy were try- are trying to make a, an adventure game <laughs> for Dead Synchronicity. The Kickstarter just ended a week or so ago. And they were after... Uh, $45,000, mm-hmm. uh, I think. 
Um, and they barely made it, but they made it in the end. But I, I played the demo of that game before they launched the Kickstarter. They sent me the demo, and I played it, and I loved it. And I really wanted to carry on playing that game, so I did a lot of pushing. I, this is my the great thing about RPS is you mm. can we talk about video games. I've broken my own rule, um, but you have. but I, it, it's one of the fun things is I can push a game, push a Kickstarter just because I want to play it. Yeah, um, which is great fun. So um, and then, but I could, if, just imagine if I could have been in the situation to go, I want that game. It's fifty thousand pounds. That would be brilliant. Here's the thing, Marcus Person, Notch, a creator of Minecraft, has a personal fortune now of an estimated £120 million. That's nice. And so, of course, you've heard about all the indie games that he's funding and the Marcus Pearson Foundations for all various different... No. That's sad because it it looked a while like he had the opportunity to be a, a, a good rich person. Well, I'm not saying he's a bad rich person. No, but you know what I mean. Right now he just seems like an exciting rich person. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it just happens to you. Maybe you can't help it. It's like the, uh, uh, some sort of fiduciary law of the universe. <laughs> that just all descends on you and you just become mundane at that point. It seems like, I just feel like it should be his life. That's why I'm just magicking Kickstarter. I want distance. I want, bow, lots bow, of, bow, I want bow. lots of money, not because of the luxuries of him, because of all the fun I would have in being a fairy godmother. Yeah, exactly. Godmother. Exactly. I want to go free with my magic wand. Oh, I know. And I just find it odd that not enough people want to do that it's when they so get there. Weird, yeah. Maybe that's why you never get there. Maybe you have to want to have it all yourself. Maybe. Although you, you say that, that doesn't count for lottery wins. Nor overnight successes for, for developers. Don't you get me started about those two little SH... <laughs> <laughs> they made me so angry with their... They're they're white. They're real lives. They made me very angry. I'm sure. I, I, I just read, you are incapable. I had just read an article about a girl that had escaped um, FGM. Oh, and that's the worst thing. And then, and then I read your article. Oh my god, we got so much money, and it's made us terrible, sad because we got too much money. Oh, and people believe. expect us to do a day's work for like car millions of pounds. They didn't. <laughs> oh, please give me a hug, John. None of those things happened, and I it's did. phenomenal that you embrace that fallacy. I hope, I hope somebody executes them. <laughs> yes. It's so funny. because should they, be aborted they, 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 before they, they were born. <laughs> Here's your hug. With the big calipers. Your, in, your inability to empathise is frightening. Vile people. Never bring them to my attention again. <laughs> you even said how much you were looking forward to reading that interview because that was the subject matter. And then when it was the subject matter, you got angry with it for being the subject matter. Ludicrous. Oh, Ludicrous. Between the two of you, you know, you, uh, you, Mr. Oh, what have I done? Ejaculating your empathy all over them and then sponging it all up. It was a disgusting, it was almost pornography, it was <laughs> pornography of undeserved was, empathy. I think, I think it's the best interview I've done and probably one of my, the, one of the most pieces of work I'm most proud of. We know the, best, done. The, the, the work that you're most proud of is the one that was never published and it began one, two, <laughs> three, four, five. Work. Once I caught fish alive, but that's enough about me and occasionally that's enough about me is something you need to think about when <laughs> Whatever your friend Kieran Gillen says about the new video game. Oh my god, we're talking about video games. It was the 10th anniversary. We are breaking. I know, I saw that. We're breaking all our promises left, right, and centre here. We're talking about the topic. It's your fault. Although, no, I'm not talking about. To be fair, you said talking about video games in any format. We're not talking about video games in any format. I'm talking about developers. That's true. I'm not talking about the games. At the moment, I mentioned a floppy disk and what's on it. it. You'll be out the window. Yeah. Shall we say goodbye? No, to I'm enjoying myself. Let's keep going for five more minutes. Five more minutes. How's Lucy? Anymore? There must be some more questions. Yes. Lucy is monstrous. She is a monster. Monster cat. Monster cat who we now discovered ate 
Dexter. That's true. <laughs> oh, what do you think? The big mystery. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, somebody said a great episode. It had a zillion bits of helpful facts. Nobody had told me that was the one about the uh, food. Um, it's true. And somebody commented about um, the uh, pamphlet that had been sent to Laura about mm-hmm. doing exercises. It's amazing how they managed to turn, quote, use your core to avoid straining your back, quote, into such a condescending set of yes. instructions. It, 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 do zip up, Nick. Maybe to zip up. Also, what do you guys think of this new Bitcoin fad? I don't understand it. And I believe the moment someone does, they'll stop existing. Uh, I, they, are, they are based on the, some sort of quantum ununderstanding un- theory. I understand it. No, you don't. No I one do. does. I do. I understand it. No. Uh, the, the, the problem with Bitcoin is it was called Bitcoin. What, what it should be called is um, clever transactor. <laughs> and then everybody would know what it is. Just a way of guaranteeing that a transaction's happened and those slots are, are individually numbered and you can buy yourself a slot which guarantees that... The slot of What? Um, it's, it's a mathematical guarantee that something's happened. That's a silly thing to say. That's not money. Okay, it's the same thing. I know money doesn't exist in the first place. Yeah, but okay, your credit card. Yes. And then you... My you, credit you, card you, is when you, I borrow some money from the bank to pay for something then give it back to them later. But, you, you, but then when you pay somebody for a credit, with a credit card... Yes. A number gets transferred electronically. Yes. When do you get your gold bullion? <laughs> no, no, I understand they don't get the gold bullion, and I'm not, I'm not under any de- delusions about the existence of money. But when the credit card transaction is debt, there's debt. There's a fun, I don't. It's not a currency. Credit cards aren't no, a currency. No, that's the thing. Bitcoin isn't really a currency. No, it, it's sorry. Well, exactly. No, this no. is my point. It is a currency, but currency as it's like currency. It's something that flows. It's a way of transferring value. It's not. It shouldn't be the value itself. But the bitcoins themselves have value. But that's only the because. Data but the that's only. Of, but that's only because of um, speculators. See, no, you don't understand. You're saying words that you I'm don't not. sound right. Each because they basically they register. There's a there's a distributed bit torrenty register of exactly um, when bitcoins were transferred to where and so. But how many bitcoins are there, and how did they come into existence? Um, you do a spe- you you look for them in the same way that you look for pi for food for, for pi. You look for number you you look for prime numbers. Right. And it's the same sort of thing. So there are mathematical functions that you do, and you run your computer, and when you find one of these numbers that solves this mathematical equation, and there are fewer and fewer of them, then that is used as a kind of key for a transaction. Which you, you can how prove that, has happened. How is that valuable to anyone? It's valuable because um, it's, it, it is a way of proving that you have transferred something to someone <laughs> with, without there having to be a bank in the middle. Oh my goodness, that doesn't make sense. It does, without there having to be a bank in the middle. It's like, uh, it, it, it's, it's like a secure handshake that says, okay, you've definitely agreed to do this transaction. I've definitely transaction agreed to Transaction of it. what? Our value. A value of what? Well, money's not worth anything. Money, yes, money, are pieces of paper that's printed by a government. So, what's the yes. difference? What's the difference? But because there's a your problem is with money, not with Bitcoin. No, it, no but the, at least with the government, there's a regulation at the beginning of it. They say, you know, the, 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 the 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 treasury says this much money exists. And no, they, they say yeah, and Bitcoin can only have X amount of money. There's a limit to the, to, the, to the number of numbers that there are, at which point you'll have to start dividing the bitcoins up. But solving a sum doesn't have inherent financial worth. Unlike, say, oh. printing some paper. But again, there's... Oh, 
that you, you don't when you get a ten pound note, you can't go to the Bank of England and ask them to give you some gold in exchange. Yes, I'm aware of that, but there is a treasury behind it. What does that treasury promise you? They, 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 yeah. What do they, what, what, what they promise you exactly? They promise what they've promised you is that that money will be less will be worth less next year than it is this year. That's yeah. the only thing they promised you. It's all nonsense. But I don't understand. You've been conned, John. I know, and I agree. I began by saying I agree with the That's con. That's all there is. But the Bitcoin itself doesn't... Oh. It is, because, because, those, because once you've solved, yeah. you've found those special numbers, that number is then recorded in the central register as belonging to you. As being in your right. piece, and then nobody else can find it again because it's been found by you yes. and is associated but with, with you or your staff. Why is that? When at what point does that become worth five apples to someone? What? Well, the same way that anything happens in an economy. What happened was initially well, no, at least money began no, with a bullion. Initially, basis. some people okay. Initially, some people said the problem with money, with, with specifically with currency at the moment, I, I, as a medium of exchange, yeah, is. That it requires a central bank. It requires a middleman who take mm-hmm. who takes their cut. Yeah. And the reason they do is say, well, you have to have us because we're the middleman and we ensure that everybody plays fair. And then you put the money in and then you take the money out and we transfer it. As you saw when you were doing your when you're buying your house, mm-hmm. it's like this big game you play. Where it yeah, goes yeah. into the middle account, and then it gets deposited out. Mm-hmm. What if we could create a system that was m- mathematically proven that the transaction had happened? And you wouldn't need the middleman to do that. So you'd know that something had left your possession and had gone to somebody else's. And the way the maths worked, it was like a cryptographical guarantee that that particular slot was yours and then was transferred. So mm-hmm. the transfer was guaranteed. Okay. So I said, this is a good idea. However we do money, let's do money like this instead of having bits of paper or going through Visa. So, that, so initially yes. there was no value. The value was in the idea of using this as a service. As an, almost like a service. But then, then people said, oh, that sounds like a good idea. So you mean that if you have that slot, you can then transfer that slot to someone else as a kind of carrier of value? They said, yes, you can do that. Oh, I'm going to go in early now and get as many slots as I can because mm-hmm. then I can be... It's a bit like a pyramid scheme. Yes. Because then I can be there early on and then when people suddenly realize, this is, hey, let's not pay money to Visa. Let's just transfer money using Bitcoin instead. And then I already have, I'll, I'll have first dibs on the beginning of the big flows. And suddenly mm-hmm. I'll have 20 slots. And Okay, they're worth nothing. But one day people want those. And then but why so, do they want them? Because they realise it's a good idea. Firstly, the <sighs> early adopters realise it's a good idea in theory for transferring yes, money. Yes. The problem is other people then say hey, that's an interesting idea, but I can't be bothered to mine them. I can't be bothered to run the computer. So if I just give you a fiver, you give me your 20 slots. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else says, somebody just paid a fiver for some numbers. That's ridiculous. But if he paid a fiver, I bet you there's somebody else out there who will pay a tenner. I'm going to offer seven pounds. I'm going to offer you, right, give me, for what you just paid a fiver, give me seven pounds because I'm speculating that somebody is going to yeah. say, give me a tenner. And then you start the ball rolling, and then suddenly you say, hold on, this thing's becoming more and more valuable. I'm going to pay £15 before it gets to 20 and then I, if so I get more and more of them... the inherent stupidity. It's just based on stupidity. People are getting excited and are trying to buy their way in early enough so that they can then cash out early enough. There is no... But <laughs> that's, that's, so, that's how the financial markets work anyway. I, I when know. people buy and sell shares, that's all they're doing as well. Spe- it's what do you think speculators are doing? It's like, it's like a satire of the stock market. But the stock market is a satire on the yeah. stock market. 
It's all terrible. It's got nothing to do with anything. It's just that it, you were you were uh, you had the misfortune of seeing the sausages being uh, made early on. You didn't just buy them at a at a, at a store. I'm so afraid. the reason it hasn't made any sense to me is because it doesn't make any sense. It's not. It's daft. It's based on what the value is based on what people think its value will be. Yes. Um, and at the moment, that's slowly leaked out to there are one or two coffee shops in Seattle you can mm-hmm. use Bitcoin to buy stuff with, and there are, and where people have made money there's a few, there's a is few. where they will convert it into real, quote, real currency, like MT Gox. And of course, MT Gox ended up just being crooks. <laughs> yes. You know what MT Gox stands for? No. Um, Magic, Magic the Gathering online exchange because that's what they started as. <laughs> nice. They were a way of people exchanging yeah. Magic the Gathering cards. Said, hold on, we can do that with um, these things as well. Okay, shall we say goodbye to everybody? I think we should. I'm just wondering. I think I heard that the Humble Store was going to start accepting Bitcoin. I was wondering if that's actually happened. But it seems to just be. It seems to just be dollars right now. Hmm. Let's have a look. Cart, pay with other payment options. No, it's just credit card or PayPal. I think I think there is some gaming store that's supposed to be taking Bitcoin soon enough. Mm-hmm. Right, that's enough. We we've, we've spoken for an well, hour. Well, there now. is one more thing. Um, oh, man, there is one more thing from a lady called Rebecca Weiss, who is a singer songwriter and a friend of mine, based in Bath. Oh, and she's very annoyed that. And gosh, she'll be annoyed again after last week's, and finally she'll stop being annoyed at this week's. That's that's her, is that's it? Spe- yep, it's Becca. She's quite pretty. She's lovely, is Becca. See, have I been sexist by saying that? Because I didn't say any of our male correspondents were pretty. We well, didn't look at the reason is fairness. the reason is the, these are our male correspondents, and they're not. He pretty. looks very affable. He looks affable. Yeah, he's I, quite, I, he, he looks he, quite affable. Looks immediately say. very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I bet there are some hunky li- hunky listeners. No, there are no hunky listeners. <laughs> There's one pretty lazy li- lady listener, and all the rest are affable, <laughs> affable funks. Uh, Matt, do you think that is a picture of Matt Bates, or do you think that's a picture of somebody else, and that's like his? High Every time I see that picture, it makes me think of Miles Hunt from The Wonder Stuff. When I see that picture in small, I, mm-hmm. it, it looks a bit like a kind of Rembrandt. Painter. Oh, it does. It's, it's quite yes. Rembrandt, isn't it? Yeah, it's Miles Hunt painted by Rembrandt. Anyway, Rebecca wants to know. Mm-hmm. Why you didn't mention Mike Bice's pronunciation of Rum doing? Yes, I, was, I don't know what the hell that means, John. I know that's an in joke. So, so I didn't even know Becca listened, but she does. And um, her husband, Mike, mm-hmm. uh, who is also a friend of mine, thought it was pronounced Rum Doings. And it didn't occur to me that they the same way. Doing is spelled the same as doing. Yeah, but there's no phrase rum doings. I know, I know, but he he he'd never. He, well, Becca knew the phrase. Apparently, Mike had never come across the phrase rum doings. It is quite an archaic phrase, in fairness, and he always thought it was pronounced rum doings until he heard someone say it out loud. Isn't that brilliant? Does he listen as well? Apparently. So, uh, no, I assume he can't listen because we would, we would say it on the, on, the, on the podcast too often. Um, so I imagine it's just Becky who listens. But anyway, rum doings. Rum I think we should call ourselves that from now on. Actually, that's what you, if you came from Northern Ireland, if you were. Uh, yeah, it's true. Ah, uh, Ian Paisley. He's another one to die soon. Oh, yes. Rum doings. Rum doings. It's uh, not a legitimate political party. <laughs> that's, that's Steve Coogan. Stop. Bye.